Hi, my name is Althea, and this is the Clean Your Room podcast. This is Season 1, Episode 10, and I'm recording this on Tuesday, April 20, 2021, in Los Angeles, California. So it's been a few months since my last episode, and a lot has happened since then. If you're still listening after my impromptu disappearance, I really appreciate that you've come back to hear what I have to say. Thank you so much, and I will do my best to get back to my weekly schedule now so we can clean all the things together. First off, I want to thank my friend Jarek Arpon. He's a graphic designer, and earlier in the year, he helped me with some social media coaching to help me figure out my content strategy for the podcast, how to grow my following, all that good stuff. He also has a creative maker business called Montrose Leatherworks. I will drop the links to both of those profiles in the show notes. If you're looking for someone to mentor you as you develop a social media presence or to demystify Instagram or come up with actionable and measurable goals and steps to increase your follower list, I highly recommend hiring him. He really knows his stuff and explains the tools, strategies, and priorities very well. I learned a lot from him that I'm excited to implement now that sad news for item number two on my list, I have quit the grad prep program that I was enrolled in since last September. So I was attending LAIAD, the Los Angeles Institute of Architecture and Design, with the intention of creating a portfolio and eventually applying to architecture school, so graduate school. I'm not there yet. Um, I loved the program. It was extremely interesting and enriching and rigorous and demanding. And unfortunately, I reached a point where I was burned out from trying to work full time and cope with what we now all know as normal pandemic problems and try to excel in a creative academic design program. I really loved learning from Bill Taylor, who founded the school, Sean Finn, who was my drawing teacher, all the other great teachers, uh, Parsa and Carl. Uh, there, there were a bunch more that we met, um, you know, in critiques and things like that. Uh, that I encountered in the program. The, the classmates that I had were so excellent. I really missed them a lot. Um, I'm still kind of lurking a little bit in a group chat with them. Um, I still really want to be an architect or interior designer like my parents. Um, and I have not given up on that dream at all. I just have made the decision that I felt was best for me in my life and resigned from the program. That said, I would totally go back. Maybe if I had no job, uh, we like to joke if we had, you know, an unlimited amount of money um, and were independently wealthy and could just do architecture uh, however we want, whenever we wanted. Um, yeah, that would be the ideal. Uh, I would love to finish out the course someday and even with even if I didn't finish the program any time, uh, I do still have plans to create a portfolio and apply to school. And if anyone listening has questions on the LAID program and um, how to get in, please feel free to reach out. I have lots of thoughts I'd be very happy to share with you. I'm, I'm even considering just kind of like, now that I have free time, like doing some kind of um, blog or I don't know, maybe a vlog or something like that. We'll see what I get up to. 
Also relevant to this podcast, I want to mention that an Instagram I follow called One Down Media, that's uh, O-N-E-D-W-N Media, which is a modern Filipino diaspora-based channel, uh, recently posted about Filipinos and hoarding, and it really hit home for me. I recommend checking out their post. Hoarding is a cleaning and organizing topic that I, as a borderline hoarder, will be returning to again and again throughout the course of this show. I think it's certainly a condition that affects many people from many cultures, and um, their post from One Down, uh, though simple and brief, really hit home for me as a Philippinex person. I shared it in my stories, and I will include the link on my link tree as well as the show notes for this episode, so I hope you check that out to learn a little bit more about our uh, cultural perspective on hoarding. Before I go on to the real meat of the episode, I just want to acknowledge a few things. One fun thing and a few other things that are just the complete opposite of fun. I originally wrote this episode for St. Patrick's Day. Yes, a whole month and more has gone by since I planned to launch this episode. Uh, My friend Kate loves, loves, loves St. Patrick's Day for reasons which should be obvious if you know what St. Patrick's Day is. Uh, No, she's not a drinker. She's just a very enthusiastic person of Irish descent. Uh, I would love to visit Ireland with her someday. Uh, Our work, uh, we work together and um, our office had a really fun virtual tour of Ireland. Um, We got to see like a slideshow, like a video slideshow of uh, this guy who normally is an in-person tour guide, but because of the pandemic, ended up making these um, fun videos and telling us about uh, Dublin and walking around with his dog. Uh, I'm really thankful to work for a company that takes into consideration the inherent loneliness and not funness of living in a pandemic world. So I appreciate each and every event that they put together to engage and connect us with each other during using the power of the internet. Um, That feeling of being together even when we're apart is one of the things that really pushed me to launch this podcast finally. Even though I can't go in tidy houses with my friends, I still feel like I'm helping them even in some small way and even some strangers just to get through their chores if that's what they feel like or to enjoy their organization projects, which is how I've come to feel about organizing, even just in the last few months of trying to create content for this show. I've really started to associate cleaning with fun. Yes, even the bathroom, which you know I love slash hate, and it gets easier and easier to tackle my chores day to day. To people who are kind of sick of Zoom at this point, I think maybe you're just attending the wrong Zooms. Uh, I think I can figure out a way to make a cleaning, organizing Zoom a fun thing to do. Um, I appreciate that also the balance that my work has put into having some fun events instead of all just work, or um, we also do kind of a lot of uh, social um you know, just kind of like diversity inclusion centric programs. So belated happy St. Patrick's Day if you celebrate wherever you are. Um, Kate and I experienced a a really great uh, run of (laughs) luck of the Irish this year. So that that was also really cool. Um, So on to the absolutely not fun things, which I feel that I have to mention. Uh, So unless you live under a literal rock with no Wi-Fi, you probably know 
some of the things that I'm going to say. I really debated back and forth to myself on whether I was going to include mention of world events in this podcast because ultimately few world events actually have some kind of cleaning organizing angle to them unless it's like sustainability related. Um, This is not a news show. This is not a political commentary show. I'm not a journalist or a pundit. Uh, I don't have skin in that game. Uh, I'm just a podcaster who loves to talk about cleaning. But at the same time, I am, you know, there's more to me than just that. And uh, again, one of the things that I learned from Jarek was to kind of decide, um, you know, how much of myself I am going to show and put into this project. So I I also firmly believe that if you have a platform, no matter how small, that you should use it. So here I go. Ever since the pandemic started last year, uh, Asian Americans and Pacific Islanders have been experiencing an increased amount of discrimination, hostility, and outright violence. My podcast is not about this, but I want to voice my concern, not, not because I'm Asian, but just as I voiced my concern for people in danger from natural disasters, like Texas experienced this past winter. I'm sure I'll continue to keep my eyes open and talk about events that affect the world at large. Please, if you can, learn what you can do to help stop AAPI hate, that's AAPI Asian Americans and Pacific Islanders, Um, donate to organizations that seek to educate and protect people, learn how to be an ally to people, especially the elderly and vulnerable who are being targeted. And please get vaccinated if you can so we can finally see an end to this wretched pandemic. I'm getting my second shot this weekend. I'm emotional about it. I cannot wait. Um, It's not just to protect myself and my husband or anyone we can potentially come into contact with, but also to help protect those who, for legitimate biological reasons, cannot receive the vaccine. Uh, In many countries in California, Uh, Sorry, in many counties in California, people 16 years and older are now eligible to get vaccinated for free. Uh, Note also that many of the screening questions that they ask um, at the vaccination hubs, such as for contact info, ID, insurance, etc., are all optional to answer, which means that even people without a phone, without an email, no address, ID, no insurance, etc., they are eligible to be vaccinated. Uh, For some vaccination hubs, you don't even need an appointment, Uh, although I'm sure it goes much faster if you do have an appointment. You just have to line up. If you have a muscle and a pulse and you're 16 to 17 with a guardian with you or 18 years old uh, and older, they will make it work. Uh, On top of all that, sorry, I'm getting emotional and... I haven't even got gotten to like the real hard part. On top of all that, um, police violence against black and brown people continues to occur. Dante Wright, Adam Toledo, Makia Bryant just today, every day, even today, just before the guilty verdict in the Derek Chauvin trial was announced. <laughs> in, <laughs> it's just still happening. Um, in the show notes for every episode going forward. I'm going to be including links to organizations and resources that are working in various ways to help address the rise in hate against Asian Americans and Pacific Islanders to the the Black Lives Matter movement to any and every social issue and disaster that unfortunately continues to crop up in our world. 
And I hope you'll join me in supporting these movements. And if you're listening to me like, okay, I came here for a cleaning podcast, lady. Where is my organization and tidying content that I subscribe to? Number one, it is coming up shortly after the standard ad break that you might be used to by now if you've been listening since the start of the show. And two, I'm an independent creator and I'm a whole person and I get to choose what topics I cover on the show and what I don't. I doubt I'll be covering every world news topic because the world is huge and lots of things happen every day. And like I said before, this isn't a news broadcast. The point is I do get to pick. And if you don't like it, best of luck to you. I'm not even talking about anyone's politics here. I'm talking about basic humanity, anti-racism, Black Lives Matter, supporting women, supporting the LGBTQIA plus community. Um, Being aware of things that affect Black, Brown, Indigenous, and melanated people, things that affect people with disabilities, um, people coping with mental illness, people coping with general hardship of any kind, and sharing that awareness and working to make the world a better place. My heart goes out to everyone who is out there struggling, and if those things don't matter to you more than or at least as much as having a clean and healthy environment in which to live... I don't know what to say to you other than you have some work to do on yourself and that no no one else can do that for you. I'll continue to drop links in the show notes and share to social media. It's up to you to read them. And if that's not for you, there's an unsubscribe button right there on whatever podcast app you're on. So, yep, here's an ad and hopefully some of you will be back to listen to more after the break because we're going to be talking about boxes. Try to contain yourself. If you've been living that quarantine life like I have in the past year, you have probably had quite a number of boxes come through your front door. Boxes, and I hate to say the phrase both blessing and a curse again because I know I used it a bunch in the last episode about the bathroom. Maybe you've forgotten by now because it's been a couple of months, but boxes can be both. You definitely should look at recycling or reusing all the boxes that happen to come your way. It's good for the planet. It's good for your space if you're using them to organize or if you need to mail things out or if you're donating items that you don't need or if you have cats. I have cats and um, one of them anyway loves every box that Every new box that comes in the door is like for him. Um, But also they can lead to an increase in clutter and help prolong hoarding habits like churning or just forgetting about the things that you have in them. I speak from experience. I was laughing the other day because a friend shared a meme that just says, quote, one thing no one ever talks about when it comes to being an adult is how much time we debate keeping a cardboard box because it's, you know a really good box, end quote. This is a struggle that I face daily at this point because even though my husband and I are half vaccinated already, we are still staying home, staying safe by getting everything delivered and not going out unless absolutely necessary. And that means we get a lot of boxes. Right now, not counting bags of which I also have many, I have at least three boxes of items sitting next to my office chair. Um, In the kitchen dining area, I have at least two boxes of just more boxes, um, and I need to go through all of these boxes at some point. 
Some things just need to be filed or find a home. Some things need to be shredded or recycled or rehomed. Sadly, none of it is actual trash that can just go in the trash can right now. Uh, although that's a good thing. That means I took care of the real trash and I'm not just sitting around with boxes of trash. So cool. There's that. Um, first, let's talk about the keeper boxes. These don't necessarily have to be super special boxes, like ones that you buy from Ikea or the container store or the 99 cent store. Sometimes you just pick them up. I subscribe to one of those home goods and skincare type boxes and I end up keeping theirs because they're very pretty and very sturdy. I also have a few special boxes that are just out of the ordinary. So I used to work at Crabtree and Evelyn and um, aside from selling skincare, we also sold food and I have these beautiful, beautiful um, tins that we used to get our Christmas cookies in. I cannot part with them. Um, uh, there's even some like cardboard tubes that cookies came in that um, were just really good cardboard tubes and I put pretty wrapping paper on the outside and I kept them. I have, I've probably had them for, oh, over 20 years. No. Yeah, maybe it's close to 20 years at this point. Um, and then some things they just, you know, you just stumble upon them. For example, a few years ago, I got from a publicist a special mailing that uh, went to book bloggers who had helped to promote the Shadow and Bone book series by Lee Bardugo, who had mentioned before on the show where uh, Begin As You Mean to Go was concerned. Um, the box was a really nice engraved wooden box. Um, I mean, it's probably not hand engraved or anything. I'm sure there's a machine that like... <laughs> lasered into a design into it. Um, and I don't even, I feel bad. I don't even have it on display. It's a little bit of a weird size and shape for storing things. It came with candles that I've already burned. Um, it's not super functional right now, but I will probably get rid of it over my dead body. It's really cool. It's one of a kind. I just need to figure out how to best display and utilize it. And speaking of shadow and bone, just little tangent, the Netflix series comes out tomorrow. Uh, well, if you're listening to this on the first day that it launched, um, April 23rd, uh, Friday is uh, when the Shadow and Bone Netflix series comes out. It's so exciting. I cannot wait to watch it. I think it's going to be a thrill. And I'm hoping that once I've finished watching the series that uh, it will also be like, you know, one of the shows that I throw on like Buffy the Vampire Slayer or something like that when I have a big cleaning project to to sit through that I need to be entertained. Um, so anyway, back from the tangent, back to boxes. You might have different boxes that you kept for a specific reason. Maybe you like the color. Maybe it has interesting compartments inside. You don't even technically need to find a use for it. Just make sure that in the big scheme of things that that box is still giving you something more than it's taking because more often than not, in my experience, it's just taking up valuable real estate in your home. I'm in a thousand square foot two bedroom ap apartment. So indoor real estate means a little more to me, I think, than it might to someone who has a lot more house to store their boxes in. And I totally don't begrudge you if either if the box isn't even that special Whatever reason you have that makes that box valuable enough to keep, 
I mean, it could be the right size to fit some specific item or place. It might be the right color to match some other box you already have. I have a box that was a Borders bookstore box that's clearly seen better days. It must be over 10 years old now as the company closed the last store like a decade ago. But yes, you will have to pry that box out of my cold hands. It's my treasure. Um, plastic bins and boxes do also fall into this category, but I confess I do feel pretty guilty anytime I buy one of these. I really have to make sure that they're meant to be kept a long time and have a good reason to be plastic, like they're part of the furniture or the place it will be stored or the, the item the box that will be housing needs to be kept moisture free, like for food or paper files or something that needs to be kept safe from pets. Like my cats love yarn and I have to have cat proof containers, otherwise it becomes a huge mess and a very big vet bill. Uh, yarn and thready things are not good for cats to eat, which is why I cringe anytime I see cartoons or picture books with cats chasing balls of yarn. No, 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 no. I really love a nice sturdy box that has cool colors or designs. I was getting these market deliveries last year where on the outside it's just regular cardboard, but if you look inside they are bright green and really pretty. So I actually took the time to cut the side seam open turn them inside out, glue them back together, and then cut them to the size of the sideboard that I wanted to put them in. I also got a couple of plain boxes where I could cut holes in the sides and make a convenient dispenser for our trash bags. We even got one of those boxes just to put our recycling boxes in so that we have, you know, a handy way to organize and store them in between trips to the recycling bin. Um... I also recently needed a box to organize my makeup because my makeup drawer was out of control and I ordered some makeup and it came in a nice red box where I just had to slice off the lid and it made this really nice, easy to reach drawer for all my stuff. I could have kept the lid on even, but I did feel like with a small amount of space on the bathroom counter or in the cabinet where I'm storing it, that it would have been a little cumbersome. So I took a chance and cut it off. Um, if you do come across boxes that you think would fit a particular organizing or containing purpose, even if you have to do some modifications to it, why not go for it? You're reusing an item that otherwise would go to waste or have to be recycled, which is good, but also uses up resources and energy. And sometimes the things that you put into recycling don't even go through the process. They just end up as trash in the dump, but that's a topic for another day. Uh, I'm going to, on Instagram, I'll share some of my um, most treasured boxes and especially uh, a couple of the things that I've modified recently to make them more functional. I'll show you what I did for those. Um, then there are what I call trans transitional boxes. I can't even say the word. You got them, you were about to recycle them and then thought, oh, this would be perfect if I had to mail that thing for so-and-so. Or I was planning to gift wrap something and I might need a box to put it in to make it easier to gift wrap. Or maybe you're working on purging your closet, good for you, and you need a nice big box to put donations in. You're not planning on keeping these boxes very long, but sometimes they do end up sitting around for a while. First, make sure you have a designated area for them and they're not just hanging around your living room gathering dust, as often they do in my living room, if I'm honest. There's a couple of those right now. Second, make sure that you set yourself a limit. For example, 
unless you're running a business or it's close to like a big gift giving holiday, you probably don't need 30 of these little boxes. Maybe three to five in different size boxes is enough to keep on hand. I do really, I, I got a, an order. Um, I placed an order uh, on the weekend that came yesterday and I was uh, really grateful to uh, Una who owns the company that I ordered from because she totally just recycled a box and at first I was like oh is this a box I have to take no it's a box for me it's just Una recycled the box and I appreciate that that touch more than like a special you know personalized got your business logo on the side of it box I, I appreciate recycling and reuse uh, so third, if your address or personal information is on the box somewhere, I recommend removing or defacing them right away, like before you even take the box apart and fold it or flatten it. Um, as soon as you get the box, just take it off, um, rip it up right over it. I have a cool like stamp that I'll put in the show notes that I like roll over um, anything that has my address uh, on it. I also deface um, any barcodes. Uh, that are or order numbers and things like that on the outside. I just think leaving your personal info on there again. I I don't remember if I've mentioned before that I think privacy is is an illusion, but I do I do think um, be more careful with your personal info, such as your name and address on packaging materials. Uh, it just means there's more for you to forget to do later if you don't deal with it now. As soon as the thing is coming in through your door. So yeah, I recommend just taking care of it. You'll forget later. Um, if you are also saving packing materials like brown paper, bubble wrap, packing peanuts, Excelsior, etc., again, give yourself a reasonable, realistic limit based on what your actual needs and storage space are. Again, unless you're running some kind of like Etsy home business or you're trying to get rid of things on eBay and you have to ship things out a lot, you probably don't need to keep every single box or piece of packing material that comes your way. If you have the space, give yourself a limited amount of what you think you might need in the near future and just keep that much. Remember, you're going to get more next week, probably. Um, you can even swap out what you keep if something better comes along. I know for myself that I really love Excelsior. So not just the Stanley catchphrase, exclamatory remark, Excelsior, but the shredded paper that comes in gift baskets and that kind of packaging. Sometimes it comes in really pretty colors and I admit I'm a sucker. I'll get rid of some boring brown craft paper or bubble wrap to make some room for more Excelsior in my linen closet. And the next category are the big boxes. I'm really glad actually that the towel bar my husband ordered based on my request from the last episode for a towel bar in my shower came in a long box because I recently got these photo backdrops that I'm just finding really hard to re-roll and put back in their cardboard tube. So I've wrapped them in a cable, cable organizing Velcro cord and stuck them in this long box. I think it's really tempting when you get an unusually large or tall or long box to want to keep it for a special occasion. Um, for example, when I was a little kid, I think my parents got a new fridge or stove or something big like that. And my mama caught, cut holes in the roof and sides to make a little playhouse for me. I really loved it. I wish I had a photo to show you. Uh, sometimes I 
you know, I also have thoughts sometimes of like, hey, this box would be great to put XYZ in the next time we move or make a cat castle for the cats. Um, I have no intention of moving. I have no intention of building a cat castle. They have so many toys and beds. Uh, so in the end, I've kept not well, no, that's not true. I have kept some of those boxes. I have some behind the door in the living room right now that I definitely need to figure out what I'm going to do with that, that giant box. Mm, I'm going to have to do that after I record this episode. Anyway, boxes are great. They have so many uses. They come in all different sizes, shapes, colors, materials. I love a specialized box as much as the next person. But just consider when you are purchasing something like a plastic file box or a big plastic storage bin, that there might be biodegradable options or that you might already have boxes that fit the bill lurking around your home that you could use those instead. Or even consider sometimes, do you actually need or want the thing that you are planning to store? Sometimes the answer is no. I do not need this 60-year-old food processor that I never use since we got a magic bullet so I can get rid of the thing and the box that it was stored in. So before I go, uh, here are my top five tips for making the most of your boxes for cleaning and organizing. Number one, do label your boxes or take pictures of what goes inside them, especially if you can't see through the lid or sides. Number two, do limit the boxes you keep that don't have a specific use. They're handy to have, but boxes of other boxes are just more clutter. Three, do get creative. Most boxes are easy to reuse, to recycle, to modify, cover with wrapping paper, to paint if it's not quite matching your aesthetic. And I also think there's a lot of beauty in just a plain brown craft box. I don't know. They look cool. Number four, do be careful when you're stacking them. Heavy things go on the bottom. You're going to want to make sure that you limit the height of the stack so that your items don't get crushed by collapsing boxes on top of them. Be also kind of aware of like how sturdy the material is because you're going to want to put um, kind of heavy duty sturdy things towards the bottom and lighter thinner boxes on top. Lastly, number five, do you take a look inside your boxes from time to time? You might find things that you were looking for that you thought were lost or find that you have been housing things that you no longer want or need, or maybe had something in there that you thought was something completely different because you did not follow rule number one, which is to label or take a picture. I personally still have a lot of boxes to go through in my home as I try to declutter and dehoard myself, especially of fabric and yarn and other craft supplies. So this is probably not the last you will hear from me, from me about boxes. I didn't even get into bags or baskets this episode. That's a whole nother storage topic that we'll get into some other time. If you take pictures or videos of your favorite boxes, I'm going to share mine on Instagram. And if you would like to share those with the rest of the audience, please use the hashtag Clean Your Room Podcast Challenge to share these on Instagram and TikTok. Again, you can follow me on both platforms at Clean Your Room Podcast. I'm also on Twitter as Fruit Juice. That's F-R-O-O-T-J-O-O-S. We also have a Facebook page and a Facebook group right now if you'd like to discuss, ask questions, or share your cleaning challenges. I am actually thinking of shutting those down as I'm stretched 
pretty thin already with just the Instagram and TikTok that I don't know what to do with. I cannot keep up. Anyway, you can find links to all of these from my social media profiles, Linktree, and cleanroompodcast.com. You can leave me an audio message or send me an email. You can find the links to how to send an audio message on cleanyourroompodcast.com. You can also email into info at cleanyourroompodcast.com. Again, you'll find this and all the rest of the links that I've mentioned on my website and social media profiles. If you'd like to support the podcast, you can do so in a variety of ways. You can subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen. You can rate or review the show. You can make a monthly contribution through our anchor.fm page, and you can even shop from our bookshop page, which also supports independent bookstores across the country with every purchase. Oh, by the way, this Saturday is Independent Bookstore Day, so shop at your indie bookshop. Uh, pl- you can find our bookshop at bookshop.org shop slash clean your room podcast. Clean Your Room Podcast is hosted and produced by me, Althea Allure. The original opening music is called Bubble Guts, also composed by me. The podcast logo was illustrated by Ashlyn Angstie. You can find more about her artwork and writing at ashlynna.com. That's A-S-H-L-Y-N-A.com. She also has a podcast with her husband, Grant Party, called Grashlyn Party, which you should definitely check out. That will also be in the show notes. This episode was sponsored by and produced on Anchor.fm. Thanks again for listening. This is Althea signing off and reminding you to clean your room and save those boxes.